Dominic, Dominic, you've asked me many a uh, strong political question before. Well, Dominic, as you might guess, I've been asked that a few times before. To those in the press who did their job and did it with professionalism, and even to some of you who are actually kind, where's Dominic? I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Baby, it is cold outside. New York City officials, the emergency notification system has warned, and I am quoting here, if going outside, take caution, frostbite, can occur in a short amount of time. So dress in layers and make sure all exposed skin is protected. New York City, folks, is expected to endure bone-chilling temperatures overnight tonight through Tuesday as the coldest air in three years, and three years, is coming to our area. So you can expect uh, temperatures to dip into the teens overnight tonight in the Big Apple, according to the National Weather Service. And with wind chills, it will drop or feel like it is as low as minus 5 degrees. So what an overnight we are in for. I hope you folks are inside and relaxing and taking it easy, and you won't have to deal with the weather, hopefully, until tomorrow. If you're out working, driving, at work, recreation, whatever, please be careful. The fight against progressives is underway. Maybe I'm being overly optimistic. But the fight against progressives is underway. And I say, bravo, oh, happy days. I could almost play the song, oh, happy days. That the fight against progressives is underway. And it is a fight. It is a fight that may be coming to New York City, the Big Apple, with the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, the business community, as we've been reporting all night on WABC, is upping the ante. The business community, the money folks, the folks that make everything drive, are saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, slow your roll. The business community is not, is not, accepting the new Manhattan DAs, again, Alvin Bragg, his, if you will, soft-on-crime approach. 800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We see your calls. We're going to them in just a second. If you listened to Cats at Night, five to six today. It's the show of record. 
that all the newsmakers have to listen to because they all appear on that show with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. If you heard Cats at Night a few hours ago, not only has Mr. Katsimatidis been kind enough to put up a $10,000 reward for the murder of that young lady in Burger King, absolutely horrible, but also the business community has set up a meeting with the district attorney, the partnership for New York City, the Big Apple's largest business advocacy organization is going to meet with this progressive district attorney to voice their concerns. Kathy Wild, major player in the city, she runs the the uh, organization. She's the CEO of the partnership. And they are going to meet with the district attorney on, on January 21st. She apparently uh, emailed the district attorney demanding a meeting, and he is going to give them one. And the business community is upset with his new policy, so much so that apparently efforts are on the table to try and figure out how to get rid of the newly elected prosecutor if necessary. I don't see it coming to that. I honestly believe that the message may have already reached the district attorney, that he is going to have to find a way to pull back on his initiatives, no matter who put up campaign money, George Soros a million dollars, because the battle against progressives, maybe, again, I'm being too optimistic, but I don't think I am. The battle against progressives is underway. It's about time. Bravo. And I'm specifically referring to the soft on crime district attorneys where they're looking at recall efforts in their own states, in their states where they reside. New York is not one of those states where you can recall the district attorney, but there's more than one way, folks, to skin a cat, if you will. And when the money folks say enough is enough, that that will produce results. Let's go to the uh, telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's start with uh, Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning. The district attorney couldn't care less. He's not going to change his remarks. He's not going to change his attitude. And and the governor is going to be afraid because she needs New York. But the mayor, the mayor, I was 100 percent wrong. I thought it would be eight or nine months before the mayor showed what a rotten mayor he is. This guy did it the first week when he explained why he made his brother his security person. What did he say? He didn't say, well, I'm making him my security because there are people out there who might be against the programs that I want to put through and they may try to hurt me. No, he had to bring in that famous word, the white supremacists. And that's when I wanted a puke. 
because what are you bringing that up for? What white supremacists are in New York City? What white supremacists are going around shooting black people? Okay, why don't you knock it off with that crap of yours? So he's just as bad as the district attorney. He was supposed to bring the city together, bring the well, people together. He is destroying it. He is making people more hateful of each other. This guy should be impeached. He should be thrown out. Now, now which one? I, I, I'm being sarcastic. I believe mayor, you're referring to mayor, the mayor. They do a mark. I need my brother to protect me because of the white supremacists. Right. White supremacists don't exist in New York. I haven't heard of any black people being killed by any white supremacists. Have you? All the black people that I've heard that have been killed have been killed in black neighborhoods, the worst of which is Brownsville, which has the highest murder rate. White people are not going into Brownsville and killing black people. So why doesn't he knock off his BS and tell the truth? Have some guts the way the way uh, uh, those two girls on TV are. Are, what are they? Um, uh, I forgot I, their I, names I, already. I, I I I hear you, Michael, and I and I hear your passion. So so let's rewind and let's let's try and dissect this um, uh, together here before 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 I let you go. One, uh, I thought that the mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, was off to a great start in terms of how he said he was going to. Notice what I said. How he said. He was going to deal with crime. And for almost a week now, I have been saying on these airwaves, the mayor finds himself between a rock and a hard place with the district attorney in terms of because it really doesn't matter, at least for Manhattan, uh, no matter what his plans are, stop and frisk, uh, uh, whatever. If the DA says he's not going forward, there's nothing the mayor can do. So now you brought up the situation, Michael, with uh, the mayor and his brother. Um, that's that that's a that that that's a that's a black eye for the mayor. Um, and and here's why. He, here's why. Here's why it's a it's a very bad situation. One one. Let's say let's say let's say for argument's sake, Michael, that the mayor wants his brother in charge of his security, right? He wants someone that he knows. Let's let's just say for argument's sake, if that's the case, there's no need to bring up the white supremacists uh, part of it because you're right. All that's going to do is divide people. Then the other area that's very troublesome as it relates to this, I don't know if a lot of people are, are aware of this, but the NYPD has a highly trained unit that deals with solely protection of dignitaries. And that is called the Intelligence Division of the NYPD. They work hand-in-hand hand with the Secret Service, the State Department. They have officers that have spent years in training, and not just training to protect someone, but also training, let's face it, politicians, they don't want spies around, but also training in diplomacy and how to keep their mouths shut and not and not report what they may see. So so I agree with you, Michael. The situation with uh with the mayor's brother, uh that that's that that's a tough one. I, I do I do think Michael, thank you for your call. And we're gonna see how all of this uh 
how all of this plays out. Let's go to Larry. Larry's listening on the radio in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk yeah, Radio 77 yeah, I, WABC. Yeah, I want to point out something about this Alvin Bragg, okay? I want to point out this is another piece of garbage from Harvard University who thinks because he went to Harvard University he could reinvent the criminal law, okay? Is he some kind of uh, uh, um, seminal thinker just because he was pushed up by affirmative action in Harvard that he could okay, rethink whoa, the criminal whoa, law? Whoa, let, me, let me just say something. Let me just say oh, something. Well, no, 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 no. What proof do you have, Larry, that he was pushed up or off by affirmative action? To me, that is somewhat of a racist statement. What proof yeah, do you have his, to back that up? His policies are racist. His policies wait, are wait, racist. wait, wait. Stop. I don't want to cut you off. You said he was pushed up by affirmative action. What proof do you have of that? I don't have any proof. Okay, so listen. you're just talking for the sake of talking. No, You're I making wanna... an allegation that's not based in fact. That... But so now, please, can I appreciate okay. that you stopped. I appreciate yeah. that you stopped. Now, now go ahead and make your point, Larry, before I okay. move on. I, w- I want to point out how hypocritical this guy is. That's why I set the preface, because he's talking about downgrading the criminal sanction in terms of jail time because of poverty. He's throwing around the word poverty. Well, guess what? Crystal Bayron Nieves had to work in Burger King. 19-year-old Kristen Bayron Nieves yes. had to work in Burger yes. King on overnight shift because of poverty. And because of that, yes. she lost her life. So you see the yes. hypocrisy of this, of this man? He doesn't mean the poverty. He's just using that as a ploy, as a ruse. He doesn't mean, he doesn't give a, a, a horse's tail about poverty. He just wants to spring these people. Hmm. Well, Larry, I I, I feel your pain, and I thank you for the call as it relates to the young lady uh, in Burger King. It is is heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking. And on the young lady in Burger King, let's now go to um, Tom from Long Island, listening on the radio to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Tom. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Good morning. Hey, nice to speak to you. Where's the outrage from uh, the corporation of Burger King? Why don't they ever say anything like that? Why don't they ever speak out and say the outrage that our employees are being attacked and murdered? Why can't they say anything to sway this, this from happening? I mean, where well, Tom, you know, Tom, Tom, you're raising a, a fantastic point. And I believe sometime within the next uh, day or so, that we will hear something from Burger King, their corporate office. I'm I'm very proud of our owner-operator at WABC, John Katsimatidis, putting up the $10,000 to help with a reward yes. in this case. We cannot continue like this with crime the way it is, and then we have a district attorney that's sending a wink, wink, nod, nod to whether he realizes it or not, to criminals. I, I know in his mind that he thinks he's doing the right thing, but it's sending the wrong message to they gotta get criminals. They, they got to get this guy. They really need to get. I mean, he just didn't shoot her. He pistol whipped uh, pistol with uh, one of the patrons. And this guy is an SOB and they need to get this guy. And I hope Eric Adams does get him. I really do. Well, Tom, I, I thank you for the call, folks. I do want to point out, coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, his guest at 1.20 this morning, Dick Cavett, 
the legendary uh, talk show host, television talk show host, author, and columnist. He will be talking about his career and the state of the media today. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We'll be right back with more of your telephone calls. Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are talking the situation with the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg. And how this is all going to play out. Let's go to Bill in New York City. Good morning, Bill. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning, Dominic. Hey, listen, let me make two points. I guarantee you're going to love the second point. Uh, the first point is uh, I keep hearing Brad talk about the stop at first. He was stopped at first several times when he was young, but he's only 40 years old, so he doesn't remember, he doesn't appreciate when stop and frisk really mattered 10 years before his time, when it really brought the murders down, he benefited 10 years later and was no, annoyed. I, I, but, I, but, I, hey, but Bill, but I think he's a little older than 40. I, I don't have his, 41. his birthday. He's 41. He's 41. Okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So he's he's 10 years too young to appreciate is what I'm saying, um, when it was mm-hmm. at the high, uh, height of the murder. But, but, but so, what he said, remember we did a debate with him at WABC. What he said is that six times guns have been put to his head, three times by NYPD officers and three times by criminals. That's, that's yeah. directly what he has said, Bill. However, I would say to him that the guy after you who was stopping first could have had the gun that would have murdered you, and all the murders were in five black neighborhoods. So we could look at it that way. But what I want well, to say the, the, the way all, I the way I look at it, Bill, yeah. is that we need stop and frisk. Right. And and thank and I believe that stop yeah. and frisk is a positive civil rights issue, yeah, absolutely. not a negative because one. Because 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 it could have very well saved Alvin Bragg's life. He just doesn't realize it yet because he's too young mm-hmm. to have real to appreciated it. So here's the second thing. This whole thing, Dominic, is the biggest scam since The Producers. Now you remember the movie The Producers by Mel Brooks? Yes. Uh, Braggs and Adams are, are good friends. So they obviously set the whole thing up, the scam in the beginning. Now, if you remember when when uh, when Leo Bloom when Leo Bloom walks into the office when uh, and he says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't realize." Ah. And Zero Mostel says to Gene Wilder, uh, "Don't say, ah, just close the door and get out." Now, Alvin Bragg has a stutter very similar to Bloom in the movie. And what I realized tonight when Rita played it, he has a stutter when he talks. He can't answer the questions honestly without the stutter, if you notice it. Okay, but, but Bill, but wait now. In fairness to Mr. Bragg, when we did the debate with him, I didn't notice a stuttering problem, and he was able to answer the questions just fine. But please well, continue, tonight, because then I've got to move okay, on. We have you, a lot of questions. Thank you, Dominic. If you notice it tonight, if you would read a play, you could hear it really obviously. He couldn't okay, answer without the right. stutter. So, so, so now when they get to Central Park, and, and he has a little old lady, and he says, I love you, and he's trying to snatch the check, 
and, and she says, what? I can't hear you. And he says, I love you. And, and, and the big Irish cop is standing by the park bench shaking his head like, oh, man, that's so wrong. That's what we're witnessing here. This is the biggest scam since the producers, Dominic. And it's okay. going to end I, 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 hear, I hear you, Bill. I hear you. But <laughs> Thanks, you, you, you said that Adams, you, you said that, thank you for the call. You said that Adam, you, Adams and Bragg are tight. If you're the mayor of New York City, uh, one, I've known Eric Adams a long time. I, I never knew of a uh, connection between him and Alvin Bragg. Uh, if you're going to look at this and we're going to be right and fair about this, I, I don't know if I agree with that because right now, as I have said, Bragg is raining on Adams' uh, parade, if you will, because all of that tough talk about clamping down goes out the window. And if you don't believe that that uh, that uh, Bragg is raining on Adams Parade, just look, folks, at the signals that are being sent. sent. Adams has to come out publicly, the mayor, and say, I don't have a problem with the district attorney. They're both brand new. He cannot do the other alternative, no matter how much you, you may want him to do that. He can't do that. But yet, look at what he permits to happen. He permits his police commissioner to come out and hit at Bragg. That's how Adams really feels about it. But he can't say it, folks. It's politics and it's racial politics. And this is all history. We have never been in a position like this in New York City where the Manhattan district attorney is black and the mayor of New York City is black. So you have two black men and the last thing in the world that they want that they can afford politically is to start fighting with each other. That is the bottom line. Let's go to, uh, I'm going to go to Jennifer in Boston in one second, but first we're going to go to Drew in White Plains. I was on from four to five today. And so Drew called in then. I'm going to see what he has to say now. He's listening on the WABC app. Good evening to you. Good morning to you, Drew. Go right ahead. Good morning. So I'm actually going to make a point to you that I'm actually going to agree in somewhat. So let me get to the first point. All right. The first point is when it comes to this, and like you said, you got the money community coming at it. This is very interesting, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, I don't see Zeldin or any of them being governor. But because let's just cut the, the red tape, the kiss. Their association with Trump is the kiss of death. But I sent you an interesting that, email. That's, that's, not, that's not why they're not going to be governor. But, but go ahead, Drew. Go ahead. The Trump and, Association and has nothing to do opinion, with them mine. being governor. Okay. Say that again? Hold on. No, you can have your opinion. I can have mine because. Okay, right. But, 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 but Drew, but, but, I, but here's the but problem I run into talk, with you. Though, Drew, just listen for a second, please. I enjoy taking your call. But frankly, it takes too long for you to get to your point. A lot of people are waiting to get through, and I've got to move quickly. I cannot let you monopolize the time. So I have to move you and anybody else along. Please continue. Okay. Um, I actually found it interesting because Harry Wilson is mulling a run for governor. Now, I, I know, but right now, but right, Drew, right now, what does that have to do with what we're talking about? Let me make my point, Dominic. It'll be thirty. Okay, seconds. Drew. I, I'm trying to let you oh. wanna you want to go on and talk for five six minutes. I can't permit that to happen, Drew. So Thank you've got to you got to make your point, and I've got to move on. Other people are waiting. 
what I am saying, Dominic, is this is going to play out interesting because if Kathy Hochul comes out and says something wrong, Jumani Williams could use it against her and may pull an upset in the primary. Jumani Williams, you have a better chance of being elected governor than Jumani Williams does. That's a waste of time to even talk about. But go ahead. He's not going to pull an upset. But go ahead. Go ahead. If she if she goes too far left and neglects the business community and Wilson comes out of that primary, I can see him pulling an upset on Kathy Hochul. Why? He's very business friendly. He's very moderate. He's a millionaire business person, and he doesn't have any ties to Trump. If she that's not going to happen, you correct, keep Drew. You keep want to okay. you want to make Trump almost a litmus right. test. That's not, that's not, if anything, I could see more Cuomo coming back and, 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 and possibly winning the primary. I thank you for the call. Jennifer in Boston. Good morning. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Um, Hi, Jennifer. Hi. I'm so sad about what happened to this young girl at this Burger King crystal. God rest her soul. Absolutely. Absolutely. She was not sitting home. Wait, not on some uh, government money. Absolutely. She wasn't out committing crime. She was doing everything right. And even though she was frightened, which she shouldn't have to be to go to work in a restaurant in her own neighborhood, she was frightened, but she showed up and she did the right thing. And look what she got for it. And I want Drew and White Plains to talk about this. I would have loved to have had a conversation with Drew. Because do you remember how mm-hmm. we called last time and said, oh, you know, it's for the community and the com- everything's community. Well, where the hell's the community tonight? That guy ought to be scared Thank out you. of his mind to be in that community. He should have run like hell because he was so afraid of being in that community, that killer. But you know what? And Jennifer, Jennifer, you, you're, doing, you're doing a better job than I am of articulating this. And okay. that is exactly what you are saying right now is exactly my point. And, you know, no one wants to deal with reality. All they, all people want to hear in the community is, oh, police brutality. I mean, give me a break. Dominic, you know what? There would be – tonight, Dominic, tonight, where, the, where are the faith leaders? Where is the outrage within the faith community? Where are the parents? Where There, there should be outrage in the streets of Harlem tonight, East Harlem. No, not, not a peep. Crickets. But you, you know what? You, you know why why there's not Jennifer, and and then I do have to move on. Yeah. The the reason why there is no outrage in the community is because tonight that you pointed out is because mm-hmm. this has become accepted behavior and in the community. I, yeah, can I just say one last thing? And that's exactly Go ahead. what Go I ahead. was saying. That's exactly what, what I was getting to, Don. That we have lost our moral compass. We have. If this can happen to this poor girl, what the hell is going on in this country? And where the hell are we going? People who vote for people like this Bragg and Eric Adams, for that matter, because if he's going along with it, if he's not afraid to risk his political well-being, then to hell with them all, Dominic. And we're going, this country's going down the drain quicker than anyone can imagine. Something's going very, very wrong. And I thank you for your time. I truly do. I'm and I, I, thank, I thank you for the call as well, Jennifer. Please be safe. 
Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are discussing the latest as it uh, relates to the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg. And now the business community has said, wait a minute, demanding a, a meeting, Kathy Wilde. Uh, business community saying, listen, we're not going along with your agenda. We will find a way to remove you from office if necessary. And we are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Tommy in the Bronx. Good morning, Tommy, listening on the radio. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, good morning. Okay, I I just got something to say. Stop and frisk. The last time it was instituted, I came out of my building, was confronted by three cops. Why did you come out that building? Where are you going? Let me see some ID. I resisted for a minute, but I gave them my ID. Okay, they overstepped their boundaries. I had to be right to be left alone. As soon as it was instituted, it got, it was, got abused, okay, man. So wait, 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 Tommy. Tommy, Tommy I'm listening. Wait, Tommy, Go Tommy, ahead. I'm not going to cut. Tommy, I'm not going to cut you off. Please calm down. Catch your breath. Now, you just said they overstepped their bound. How did they do that? Because I have a right to be let alone if they don't see me doing anything. That right was not excused because they implemented oh, stop. Okay, but, okay, but, wait, but, but wait, wait, Tommy. Wait, Tommy, Tommy, we don't have to talk over each other. Please. Tommy. No, there's, there's a, 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 wait, wait, a Tommy, let, let, Tommy, let me ask you this question, please. I, I, if your rights were violated, I, I feel for you. But notice I said if. And the flip side of that is, how do you know, I'm just asking, Tommy, that one of the officers didn't notice something that may have been suspicious about you, except your skin color. You know, you understand what I'm trying to say? That gives them the legal right to stop you. Because there was nothing that indicated that. I, I okay. was coming out of my house. Nothing on nothing that I was presenting myself at. Well, well, okay, that. your house. Well, it, it, is it, I'm not trying oh, to be I'm disrespectful. Your, your house, Tommy. Is it a, is is it a known drug location? No, not my building, okay. not my house. But the okay. location is it's in the Bronx. Okay, so so you so so you feel and and it, it, this is I'm glad you called Tommy. So 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 I'm praising stop and frisk, and you're saying no. That because of your personal rights that you feel were violated. Yeah, because right away it got abusive. They was just doing it for nothing because of anybody, you know. Okay, but wait, Tommy. But wait, but wait, 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 Tommy. I, I'm in journalism, so. When you make a comment in journalism, you got to back it up. So when you say they were abusive, what did they do that was abusive? The police officers. They approached me when I was just walking the street. That's like not abusive, Tommy. That That's not it abusive. Is. No, they asked me okay, for my but, ID. They don't have the right to ask me for anything. Yes, they do. Tommy, who told no. you? Tommy, Tommy, do you, do, do you I, understand, uh, my friend, that it is illegal if a law enforcement officer asks you for ID and you decline? No, they do have a right to ask you for your identification. Not they if do. I'm not doing nothing. No, no, no. Okay, well, no. It, it, it depends. I wasn't there, Tommy. If your rights were violated, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry if they were. Because I, I know it's not, it's, not a good, it's not a good feeling. But my, my, my thing is... You know, 
the officers asking for, I, I support stop and frisk. I don't support uh, stop and frisk on steroids, meaning that I don't support uh, stop and frisk where every uh, black man of color is just stopped randomly. That's not right. But it, but if the police have noticed something that's suspicious, Tommy, and, and I mean really suspicious, you know, that gives them a probable cause, they have every right to approach you and to ask for your identification. But he said there was nothing like that about me. You're, you're making okay. excuses for them, and there is, I have a right. It's on the books to be let alone by law enforcement if I'm just going on about my way. That is a right that's in the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tommy, it's unfortunate that it happened to you, and and I I, I apologize that that this happened to you, but but if they what, do it but right, what it's about all right. The, if they do it right, well, respectful, it's all right, it's all right. Okay, you know, because if, if I'm do doing right. something that that looks a little crazy, I should be, you know, stopped and talked to by a policeman. I should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, again, Tommy, I'm you know I I I hear I hear the pain in your in your voice and. No, no one wants to be violated. How old are you, Tommy, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 66. 66. Okay. And 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 this happened in the Bronx? In the Bronx. Early 90s, so I was half the age, just around half the age. Early 90s, 91, 90. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. come out my apartment building. You know, because mm-hmm. if I'm just going on about my way, then there's nothing suspicious about that. There's a million people in the street. There's nothing suspicious about me just but, going but, on but, about but my Tommy, way. But, Tommy, what I'm trying to explain to you, and, and notice I've I've basically put the – I've paused the show to stop and focus on you right now. We we okay. have a lot of calls, but I'm focusing that. on you because I'm sorry that this happened to you. But, but what I'm trying to explain to you, Tommy, is that – and maybe you didn't have anything suspicious. That's why it ended up in federal court. But you and I are not law enforcement officers. And this is why I tell, this is not going to make people happy. This is why I tell young black men, don't walk around wearing these these big uh, bulky coats, uh, coats because, because that's probable cause. If, if, probable if a cause young person... What? Say that again, Tommy. Probable cause what? Probable cause of what are you doing out this time of night? What may be under that jacket? That's what, no, you said with a, yeah, okay, wow, wow. Okay, go ahead. I, I mean, I mean, Tommy, it's, uh, here's oh, the bottom line, violations of our, it, of our rights, criminally. No, 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 everybody has rights, rights Tommy. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But what I'm trying to explain is, and and I'm sorry, and I got to move on. Tommy, it's either we want the guns off the street, either we want to be safe or we don't. I'm not saying that someone's rights should be violated. I thank you for the call, Tommy. And again, I apologize if if you were if you were violated and and you didn't do anything wrong and and there was no probable cause. That's not right. And that's why this ended up in the federal court. And that's why Bloomberg apologized, not for stop and frisk, but for the excess of stop and frisk. It went too far as on steroids, if you will. 
Dominic Carter here, Talk Radio 77 WABC, coming up at 1 a.m. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, joining Frank at about 1.20 this morning. You want to be listening. Dick Cavett, legendary television talk show host, author, and columnist. Uh, he'll be talking about his career and the state of media today. We'll be right back. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And we will go right back to your telephone calls on the Manhattan District Attorney in just a second. AOC tests positive for COVID-19 after partying in Miami maskless. And I've noticed you're not really seeing this on the television news. In other words, she is getting a pass. Now, this comes after the congresswoman was seen without a mask at a, uh, a drag bar, and she was sitting down having a meal and drinks with her boyfriend, each time without a mask while in her home state, in her district. We are going through hell as far as the mandates and what's expected of us. Here's what the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, had to say. If I had a dollar for every lockdown politician who decided to escape to Florida over the last two years, I'd be a pretty doggone wealthy man. You're bashing us because we're not doing your draconian policies, and yet we're the first place you want to flee to, uh, to basically to be able to, to, to enjoy life. Do as I say, not as I do. Folks, listen, I, I do wish the Congresswoman well. I hope she has a speedy recovery. And I think that all of us uh, should wish her well. I just don't agree with her politics. I don't think that her politics benefit the community. But Congresswoman AOC, I hope that you uh, that you feel better and that you that you are back full speed as as soon as possible. And maybe, 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 just maybe, 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 stay in the district. Do something for the district. If you're not in Washington, do something for the district. The people need you in your district. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls as it relates to the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin uh, Bragg. And let's go to let's go to um, Pete uh, listening on Alexa in Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk hey, Radio Dominic, 77 WABC. I'm doing you, well. Thank you. Yeah, I called in. You know, this thing with this uh, stop and, uh, you know, search, that search. I was searched. I'm a white guy in Staten Island. I'm 66, the same as your caller before. I was searched. Uh, my had a uh, little fanny pack. They came in, opened it up. They found nothing. And okay, so wait, 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 Pete, 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 Pete. So your call is important because many people of color unfortunately feel that white people never have to go through this. And and it's a ridiculous argument. But so so were you outside when you were stopped? Give me the circumstances of what happened with you. Okay. I went into a store to shop and I got off a bus. And what happened was the bus driver said that uh, they gave a description of someone that didn't pay the fare. So I told the police when they stopped me, I says. I have a half-fare card. I mean, it's no big deal to pay the fare. I think you have the wrong person. 
But they, you know, they pursued it. They looked in my fanny pack, and they looked to see if I had anything. Matter of fact, I had a nail file on me, and they said uh, that uh, it was a little too big, you know, that you know it could be used as a weapon. But everything went smooth, and they let me go. But uh, I experienced it. And, you know, if you cooperate with the police and you don't get an attitude, sometimes it works a little better. You let them see your hands. You let them feel a little freed up, you know. They actually did put the cuffs on me in the meantime, but uh, then they took them off once the bus driver came in and said that wasn't the guy. So it was cleared up, but things happen like this. But I feel more protected than what's going on now because all the dogs are running free all over the place. They're threatening. It's, I'm out in Staten Island. I'm near Jersey Street. You're coming out as an adventure, but you know what? This is a time we're going through, and for ALC there. I want to send. I don't never agreed with one thing she ever said, but I had COVID, and I hope I wish her a speedy recovery. Well, Pete, I um I I thank you for your call, and um, it's important because um people need to hear that that this happens to a lot of different people in terms of. Sometimes it's unfortunate, but being stopped by the police. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx listening on the radio. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Yeah. Hi, Dominic. Listen, um, first of all, uh, I, I get a funny feeling that you're kind of wet nursing these guys who call up and, and scream and ache about, oh, the cops have no right to stop me and all this other stuff. I mean, look. I got stopped twice or, or more, maybe possibly three times, actually, where where I was stopped in, in circumstances where cop comes up to me, undercover cop, got a partner with him, and he says, can I talk to you? I says, yeah, what's up? He goes, look, uh, we got a report of a knife-wielding guy about six, you know, about 6'3", which is my height, an older guy, and I says, yeah, well, what about it? He says, can we can – we, you know, like give you a quick feel over if you got any weapons. I said, sure. He said, just keep your hands where we could see them up in the air. No sudden moves. Okay, fine. Frisk me down. They talked to each other, took my ID, went to the car, came back five minutes later and said, okay, mistaken identity. Okay, look, things happen. I'm glad that the cops do this because think of it this way. They could be stopping someone who's really bad. And if you limit the flexibility of police officers to do their job and say, well, you can't frisk an African-American or Hispanic man because that's, that, that's, that's overdoing it. That's No, listen, listen, it don't matter whether you're white, black, Chinese or whatever. It don't matter. Just do your job and accept it. Many, many African-American friends that I have, I have about five of them, they tell me that this is a thing among among the community, the African-American community, where they feel highly intimidated that if a cop comes up to them, it's like right away something bad's going to happen. That image should be shattered and must be shattered because it's not the truth. It is not the truth. I'll admit things happen once in a while. They happen to white people, too. They happen to Chinese people, too. They happen to, to foreigners, too. It happens. Well, Phil, um, you are expressing it this situation better than I can. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn because I, I have to be honest with you, Phil. He, here's what's going on. 
you have historical mistreatment of blacks, right? There, there's no denying that. Historical, yeah, you, you have historical treatment of, of, of mistreatment okay, wait, of whites, wait, wait, too. Wait, 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 Phil. I was, wait, listen, wait. listen. Phil, I, I've, been Phil, arrested. Phil. I've been arrested several okay, times. Phil, 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 let, let, Phil let, me, let me just finish, please. Let me just finish what I'm saying, and then, and then you can have your say, and then i got to move on. So you have a historical mistreatment of blacks. That's that's in the, the background, right? That's that that's in every black person's mind when there's a, a confrontation with police, and it makes police have an impossible job, impossible because they can't win because the person feels that they're being disrespected immediately and the police officers are doing their jobs and so we've got to find a a a a a a middle ground and and okay i just said the historical mistreatment of blacks right and my community to be honest with you we've got to find a way the the gentlemen like myself that are getting older to express to these young boys that you don't you don't have a right to just be disrespectful of police that's where everything goes wrong. These kids mouth off with garbage coming out of their mouth. You know what they say to police. I'm sure you've heard it. And and it's almost like, and the police officers are the professionals, but it's almost like throwing a match on gasoline. But now what we have is a situation where the criminals are being told, happy day. You know, you own the street. And this is coming from the district attorney. From the district attorney himself. Let's go to BJ. BJ's calling from Queens. And after BJ, we're going to uh, bring in Frank Morano. BJ, uh, good morning. Uh, you're on the air. Quickly go right ahead. We have to, oh, BJ, BJ's gone now. Okay. All right. So let's go to uh, Frank Morano. And Frank, good morning to you. Good morning, Dominic. It's great to hear a double dose of Dominic. I enjoyed hearing you uh, this afternoon as you were substituting for uh, James Golden. A delight. I didn't know you were going to be filling in. I stumbled upon my radio and there you were. It's always great to hear you for 100% more of the time than you're normally on. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So you have Dick Cavett coming up. I'm excited. I'm a huge uh, Dick Cavett fan. I've been trying to get him on for literally years. And, uh, you know, sure enough, he was willing to come on this week. He's available. So I'm uh, thrilled that he's coming on. Got a lot of stuff I'm going to talk to him about. You know, the challenge in talking with someone like Dick Cavett, and I've had this with you on the occasions that I've had to interview you over the years, is they've been witness to so many interesting things and have experienced so many interesting things. So you want to talk about that. But you also want to get their two cents on what's happening in the world today. And selfishly, as somebody that's always eager to improve my craft as a broadcaster and as an interviewer, when I have the opportunity to talk with a Dominic Carter or a Dick Cavett, I always want to (laughs) purloin some tips about how they've mastered the craft of conversation that I can steal. So I'm going to try and hit as many of those chords as, uh, as possible. I'm looking forward to the discussion very much. Well, I'm looking forward to it as well uh, because you bring a unique ability of interviewing where it brings out stuff that we normally don't hear. And so yet again, I'm going to be up half the night because of Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Well, hey, uh, Dominic, uh, you can sleep once 5 a.m. rolls around, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
by the way, we're going to go to Dominic and Wapping just falls, but I, but I hope your wife and, and your son is doing well. I haven't asked you about them in a while. Are they doing well? He's doing great. Uh, thankfully, they're both doing well. Uh, Carmine is, he's not about lengthy sleeping without getting up to interrupt my wife's sleep. So yesterday she got three hours uninterrupted while I was here at the radio station. She felt like she won the, the lottery. But more often than not, this is what we hear every hour and a half or so. So oh boy. You know what that's like, my friend. But I wouldn't oh trade it for anything in the world. He's a, a wonderful little boy, and every day he becomes a little bit more alert. Absolutely. Hey, let's go to uh, Dominic and Wapping Just Falls. Good morning, Dominic. Listening on the radio, you're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Hi, Frank. And uh, how how you doing, Dominic, my Italian brother? <laughs> how are you, Dominic? Uh, you know, go right ahead. We're, we're short on time. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, listen, uh I was stopped and frisked. I'm a white guy, and I was thrown in jail because I had a uh, I, I had an accident with a cop's daughter. She called her father. The father had me arrested. It was a terrible night. I had to get a lawyer to get it all thrown out of court. Should I go around hating cops? No. I think that's the issue. I think we need to teach, the, especially the African-American people, to show respect to the officer, let them do their job, and so be it. I mean, that's that's what we need to do. I, I, I do it, and I and I always had good results from uh, from officers, and and I think that's the issue. Mm-hmm. Well, I you know I agree with you, Dominic. But boy, is that easier said than done. And and we, we've got to find a middle ground because where we are right now, it's it's just awful. It, it, it's it's awful. And, and something has to give. Frank, how do you see this? I see it almost exactly as you do. I, I, I think it's it's easy for those of us that are white to uh, point the finger at black people that are upset th- that they've been stopped and frisked multiple times when many of us, I know Dominic has, but many of us have never been stopped and frisked. I, I think there is, you can be... Um, sympathetic to the plight of people that have been stopped for driving while black, for instance, and at the same time not think that it's okay to stop seeking prison sentences for armed robbery. I mean, I, I think that's part of the problem with this whole debate, Dominic is Dominic's, I should say, is that we've we've made it sides one or another when. In, in reality, common sense is usually somewhere in the middle. There's nothing wrong with seeking prison sentences for serious criminal behavior and at the same time not saying we should stop every black person, you know, saying we should not stop every black person that looks as if they don't belong in a certain area. Well, coming up right now on WABC, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. I am passing the baton to uh, Mr. Morano, Dick Cavett, the television host, legendary television host, is going to join him at 1.20 this morning. Keep it right there, folks, on Talk Radio 77 WABC.